0: Let me just state something real upfront. Darwin is wrong
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, I have never or nor has anybody ever seen a person or an ape turn into a person. Oh thank you okay Andrew, thanks. I appreciate that um You know, the the theory of evolution is just that. It's a theory, although uh, people teach it as fact, and many scientists believe it as fact. Um, It's my opinion. Some of those scientists probably evolved from apes. But um, God created. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: He created from nothing. That's what the Bible says. Would you read this with me? We're going to go through parts of this. If it works. All right. Thank you. Here we go. Listen to this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. In Genesis 1, uh, if you want to take notes, you see the Trinity. Trinity always was, and is, and always will be. You have God the Father and God the Son active, along with the Holy Spirit. And look at look, look what happens here. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And then, you know, I'm going to skip through some of this. Because after he creates each stage of creation, he says it is good. It is good. His creation is good, right? Let me bring you to another part here. God called the vault sky and there was evening and there was morning the second day. And he says, let the water underneath the sky be gathered on one place, let dry ground appear, and it was so. If you go through this account um, and slow down as you read it, you'll find out that each piece of creation was necessary for the next part. God knew exactly what he was doing, right? God called the dry ground land and the gathered waters, and he called seas, and God saw it was what? Good. Good. All right. Let me go down a little bit more. All right. Now, it talks about the two great lights. You realize that the light before the sun was made was the pre-incarnate Christ and the Father? Okay. He didn't need to light the universe with a sun, at least our universe. But he did. And the moon that reflects the light at night. And it was good. But then, you know, he, he created the creatures, you know, the fish and and all. And guess who the crown of creation was? Man. Man, Adam. And then God, the Father, uh, uh, decided to do the first surgery. He took Adam's rib and created who? Eve. Wow. After it was all done, God says these words, it is very good. It is very good. That is until Adam wimped out and disobeyed God. Then sin came into the world. And sin cursed all of creation. Not only cursed man, but cursed all of creation. And hence, bad things started to happen. It wasn't too long after that, right, there was the first murder. Wow. Two brothers. Wasn't even husband and wife. Right? Two brothers. Jealous. Jealous. One brother was jealous of the fact that God accepted his sacrifice because Abel's heart was right with God and Cain just brought the leftovers and God rejected Cain's sacrifice and Cain got angry. He killed his brother. See, you don't need the Jerry Springer show. Sin... It causes chaos, it causes pain, and it causes heartache. But God, in in Genesis chapter 3, says, look, you got into this mess because you disobeyed me. I'm going to provide the sacrifice that will get you out of this mess. And his name is Jesus Christ. So I'm going to ask you as we as we contemplate creation, as we as we realize that that God's creation is good. It's tainted right now because of sin, but when uh, when uh, I messed the slides up, Andrew. So, uh, when 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 Christ comes back again, uh, and we enter into the eternal state. The curse on creation is gone. The curse on us is gone once and for all. Can you imagine waking up and not even thinking about sin anymore? Wow. Sin is such a deep part of our our human natures it's hard even to think about. But there will be a day. So I'm kind of giving you the beginning and the end of the story. And if you don't believe uh, me about the Trinity, when you go home, do a careful reading of Genesis because when God created Adam and Eve, the words are this, let us create man in our own image. Well, whose image? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so we start with a profession called a creed, I believe. Ladies and gentlemen, Huh. No, you don't want Bonnie to sing oh I'm sorry everybody make a joyful noise
2: our father everlasting the all-creating one god almighty through your holy spirit conceiving christ the son jesus our savior i believe in god our father i believe in christ the and our defender suffered and crucified forgiveness is in you descended into darkness you rose in glorious life forever seated high I believe in God our Father I believe in Christ the Son In God our Father, I believe in Christ the Son, I believe in the Holy Spirit, our God is three in one, I believe in the resurrection, that they will rise again. in the saints communion and in your holy church i believe in the resurrection when jesus comes again for i believe in the name of jesus i believe in god our father i believe in christ the son in the Holy Spirit
0: There is no name in the universe that is more powerful than the name of Jesus. There is no body in the universe that is more powerful than Jesus. Yes. And there is no one in the universe who can defeat Jesus. Not a one. And yet with his being almighty, all present, all holy, All knowing there's nobody who can love like Jesus. singing. Listen, you know, the holidays are going to be here before you know it. We have this thing called a cantata. You guys can help out. Something happened in Europe. I'll give you a little church history. Many years ago now that killed the church. I'm talking about Bible believing, evangelical. Christ alone is the way to salvation. Faith alone is the way to salvation. And it was a bad worldview, and the bad worldview was simply this. We want to be like everybody else. And that is the situation that permeated Europe. We want to be like everybody else. This is the situation that is invading and has invaded this country. We want to be like everybody else. We want to be like Europe. Why? I mean, spiritually speaking, Europe's dead. Europe is dead, and we want to be like them? Well, this is part of the human nature, you see, part of the sin nature. And as God continued to provide for rebellious people, miraculously, in a lot of ways, having God as their God wasn't good enough. You know what the cry was? Lord, we want a king. Like everybody else. We want a king that's going to lead us into battle and, and, and get victory over everybody else. We want to be like everybody else. Remember the old sayings? Uh, you know, when I used to get in trouble with my, especially my mother, uh, she would say, if I did something wrong, I'd say, everybody's doing it. She said, well, if they jumped off the George Washington Bridge, would you do it too? Right? I mean it, it's a it's a crazy crazy mentality that we want to be like everybody else for the Christian for those who have put their faith in Christ in Christ alone our heart our cry our desire ought to be we want to be like Jesus we don't want to be like everybody else we want to be like Jesus But the leadership of God wasn't good enough for them. Sounds familiar. Because right now we live in a country where the leadership of God is not good enough anymore. At least that's the way it's viewed. So, Andrew, would you bring me to the next passage? I want to give you this account from Samuel when Israel cried out for a king. Samuel records for us a prophecy. Here's what will happen. God said, if you get your king, he will take your daughters to be perfumers and cooks and bakers. That is, parents, you have no more rights. The Government is in charge of your kids. He will take the best of your fields and vineyards and olive groves and give them to his attendants. You work hard, but you're not allowed to keep the fruit of your labor anymore. And they didn't even have the IRS. (laughs) Go ahead, Andrew, next one. He will take how much? A tenth of your grain. Well, that's wrong because the tenth is due to who? God. And. <clears throat> and your vintage and give it to his officials in tenants. You see how narcissistic and corrupt this gets? Your male and female servants and the best of your cattle and donkeys he will take for his own use. Go ahead, Andrew. He will take a tenth of your flocks, and you yourselves will become his slaves. When that day comes, you will cry out for relief from the king you have chosen, but the Lord will not answer you in that day. Next. But the people refused to listen to Samuel. Believe it or not, we have people who refuse to listen to the prophetic message today. No, they said. We want a king over us. Then we will be like other nations. With a king to lead us and, and go out before us and fight our battles. Next. When Samuel heard that uh, all that the people had said, he repeated it before the Lord. Go ahead. Was that it? Okay. And you know what the Lord decided? This is what they want. This is what they'll get. Wow. What a hard lesson to learn. Is this what we want? Well, that's what we'll get. Listen, no matter how you cut it, the Lord is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I don't care what man does. I don't care what Washington, D.C. does. There's no intelligent life down there. <laughs> I don't care what, what economists do. I, don't, I, don't, I, I mean, I care, but the King is going to have his way the king will have the last word. You wanna redefine marriage? No, the king will have the last word. You wanna redefine what it is to be male and female? No, the king will have the last word. You wanna redefine what sin is? Be my guest. But the king's gonna have the last word. And the fact that you all came today Shows that you have a heart to worship the king. We worship him. We don't worship people. We don't even worship angels. But we worship the king. Would you worship him in song, please?
2: O worship the King, all-glorious above, and gratefully sing His power and His love. Our shield and defender, the Ancient of Days, pavilion in splendor, and covered it with praise O tell of his might O sing of his grace Whose robe is the light Whose canopy space His chariots of wrath The deep thunder clouds fall. And dark is his path On the wings of of the storm Children children of dust And and feeble as frail In thee do we trust Nor find thee to fail Thy mercies how tender How firm firm to thee our Maker, Defender,
0: Redeemer, and Friend. You can clap. You can say amen too if you want. You look at architecture. You know, ar- archaeologists are good at this. You look at architecture, it tells you a lot about a society. Uh, and you look at the architecture of churches and it tells you a lot about the churches, but we won't talk about that today. You realize that when we were a younger country, the biggest buildings in a uh, town were the churches. And it kind of showed you where the priority was back then. Now the biggest buildings are malls, shopping, uh, you know, like supermarkets. Why do we need so many storage units? It's amazing to me. It's a massive storage unit going up in Bayville. I'm saying, how? Who has all this stuff? No matter what we accumulate, to use a Nora Jelly phrase, we cannot take the U-Haul to the grave. True. Listen. When we come to the point through the ministry of the Holy Spirit, the study of the Word, where we can just say, God, you are God alone. Then we're on to something. So why don't we sing that? Ladies and gentlemen.
2: Time came that You were on your throne. You are God alone. You're unchangeable. You're unchangable. You're unstoppable. That's what you are. You're unchangeable. You're unchangable. You're unstoppable, that's what you are. You're the only God whose power none can contend. You're the only God whose name and praise will never end.
1: You're the only
2: God who's worthy of everything we can give. Before time began, you were on your throne. You are God alone. And right now, in the good times and bad, you are on your throne. You are God alone. You're unchangeable. You're unshakable. You're unsubstantial that's what you are you're unchangeable you're unshakable you're unstoppable that's what you are you are not alone from before time began
0: Are you being blessed by the music? It's good stuff, right? I'm, I'm going to ask Gail to come up. Uh, you all know, or most of you know about uh, Gail. She's kind of a walking miracle. And uh, she asked if she can share. So I'm going to get your microphone. Have it on? Oh,
3: we've got to speak into it. Oh, we speak into it. Oh, okay. Well, two years ago, Vince took me to the ER because I had gastritis, which I thought it was gas. I've had it for years, but it got worse. So they did some tests, and the doctor came back. He thought it was my gallbladder, but he came back and he said, I am so sorry, you have a tumor in the head of your pancreas. Well, pancreatic cancer is a sentence to death. They don't have any treatments, they try. Uh, maybe 25% even have longevity with theirs maybe of a year with treatment. So um, upstairs I went, I was in brick, got admitted, went through everything, and I was told about a surgeon in Robert Wood, Robert Wood Johnson, and her name was Dr. Grandy. And my wonderful, precious sister, Sharon, she took me up and down and up and down to Robert Wood Johnson. She met Dr. Grandi. I had a Whipple. Whipple is brutal. I've had many, many surgeries. This is by far the worst. I had my gallbladder, head of the pancreas, part of my stomach, and the first portion of my... Um, small intestine removed. I remember when I had to go back and forth for a wound check, I heard Sharon, just very under her breath, went, oh, when she saw it. So um, anyway, I was supposed to then, after that, have chemo. I had a few months of chemo before the surgery. Now I had to have more chemo. I was bald, maciated, you know, weak, sick. My white cells were going down, so then they have to give you injections so your bones uh, increase, you know, make more um, white cells, which all your bones hurt because it's like growing pains. So I went through that for a month and a half. They wanted me to go on. I said, no, and they said, well, you know, I said, no. They said, but you haven't finished the course. I said, I finished the course you know so that was a year and a half ago i stopped all treatment and my surgeon said to me about you know i should go on and why i said i'm going and the statistics i said i'm sticking with god's statistics and she said to me well you're coming from a biblical or no a religious point of view i'm coming from a scientific point of view and i wanted to say to her who do you think is behind the science science but you don't argue with somebody who holds the scabble. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I quit everything, no more anything, and left the oncologist has never gone back, and that was a year and a half ago. I got my hair back, I got some of my strength back, because I have now chemo-related issues, but um, feeling so much better, um, can eat, everything. And that, like I said, that was a year and a half ago, and I feel you needed to know this, because I, oh, by the way, I just had a rec- um, follow-up uh, scans from, actually my GI wanted me to have it, because I'm having some digestive issues, and he said, well, we have to know which it is, pancreatic cancer or that, because how to treat it. So I went and I had a CAT scan of the abdomen, the pelvis, chest. It came back, I called my surgeon, no recurrent disease. And you needed to know this, because you have loved me so much, I never knew I was so loved. And with your prayers, your gift cards to to shop right, monetary gifts, food, you have carried Vince and I for two years. And I'm still here, and I needed to tell you that because you were part of my recovery. And I'm not speaking of God's healing, because I don't think He gave me this or allowed me to have this for my healing. He wanted my circle of influence, which is my world, to see His power. So that His power, you can all rely on that power and can think, realize, I'm. Trust. There's the song we just wrote. Uh, through the good time we just sung, through the good times and the bad, He is on the throne, and I really saw that, you know. And I'm not a public speaker. I don't even know how to end this thing, but <laughs> <laughs> but I just thank you through all, you know, uh, what you've all done for me, and just could you pray a little bit more because I have now results from. You know, from the chemo, and I'm having problems now with that. But Guy got me through this, he's gonna get me through that. Amen. But he is on the throne, it's his power, not my healing. My neighbor came up and she said to me the other day, You are such a strong person. I said, No, <laughs> he is the strong person. Thank you for listening, and thank you all. I wanted you to know this because you've been part of all this, and so many times people ask for prayer, and they never come back and tell you what the answer was (laughs) or what God did, and you deserved to know this. Thank you.
0: I'm going to ask whoever will be taking the collection to come up. As we pray, we're going to give thanks to God, of course, for working in Gail's life. I mean, there's other the miracles here. We got Margie here, uh, who, who who's a miracle. You're all miracles, by the way. Uh, some are physical, some are spiritual. I'm sorry. Oh, doctor, yeah, yeah. He's a he's a, he's a uh, old man with a young heart, right? <laughs> don't tell him I said that. Although he's he might be watching. I don't know. Um, but. I mean, you know, we have a lot for which to be thankful, and there are times where God chooses to call people home, and, and He heals them that way. Uh, it's going to be a year for my brother, believe it or not. God called him home September 1st last year. So, but I know he's healed. I know he's healed. So, God is on the throne. I, you know, I wouldn't have written the script that way, but He is God. He is God. And so, as we pray, let's give thanks for for the miracles. And then we'll wait upon you for tithes and offerings. Father, thank you for Gail's testimony. Father, Uh, thank you that you gave her the right words, the right heart. Thank you for strengthening her through the good times and the bad. Thank you for... Gail being a testimony for the rest of us. And Father, for the many miracles, we thank you for Margie, we thank you for Doc, and uh, some, some I, I might be forgetting, Father. Um, we have Tommy here, Father, uh, today, and um, uh, he's been a recipient of a couple of miracles along the way, and we all have, if we're honest with us We thank you and we praise you. Lord Jesus, you're the great physician. And Lord, we want to just trust you completely in everything. So we give to the work of the kingdom. My prayer is that you bless the gift and the giver. And Father, that you would open more doors for us to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> if the praise people would come back again. Um, uh, Andrew, would you put the Luke passage up? Okay. You see, God made a promise in Genesis 3 that he would send the, the perfect sacrifice for man's sin. And he would provide that sacrifice himself because that sacrifice had to be both fully human and fully God to be an acceptable sacrifice for our sin. And his name was Jesus Christ. So I know it's August, and we're, you know, we're going to sing a couple of Christmas carols, and maybe you'll feel a little cooler today, I don't know. <laughs> <Is that awesome? laughs> but I will tell you this that God has never ever failed on one of his promises, nor will he, and God's promises are always on time. He chose to uh, reveal that the Messiah was born to the lowlifes of the Jewish culture, the shepherds. And I think that was intentional because shepherds have a pastor's heart. And because they were looked down upon by the snobby Pharisees, by the self-righteous and hypocritical Pharisees, God said, I'm going to reveal the birth of Jesus to the shepherds. We just sing, please? Oh, okay. All right. Put the scripture back up. Sorry. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were, what's the word? Terrified. Terrified. Talk about that another time. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring to you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes laying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts accompanied the angels, praising God and and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. And when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see the thing that has uh that has happened which the lord told us about they hurried they didn't wait they hurried because the messiah was born we should have the same enthusiasm heart hmm. the herald angels sing glory to the newborn king now would you sing please. <laughs>
2: Hark the herald angels sing
0: This news deserved to be announced loud, and it still does. Church, why are we so silent? We have the greatest message to the whole world, and that is salvation by faith alone through Jesus Christ. The world is very bold about getting this message to you. And may I say, most of that message is very offensive. And very vulgar yet we have the message of Jesus Christ who loved so much that he was willing to be born into the mess of humanity and die for us we can't leave this work just to the angels we should take our example from the angels Listen to the angels, but then we need to proclaim that the king is here. Angels, we have heard on high. Andrew, if you could bring me to Luke 23. Now we go to the crucifixion. I tell many people who are kind of new in the faith, who, who've just trusted Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, that if you were the only one living on this earth, Jesus would still come and die for you. Because he loves you. There is no salvation. Apart from Jesus Christ. He's the one who died. He's the one whose uh, atonement was perfect for our sin. His blood was was the payment for our sin, past, present, future. It's only through trusting in his work and in his person that we can be saved. It is not faith plus works. It is not works. It is faith alone. Why? Because the scripture tells us this. Listen to this passage. As the soldiers led him away, they seized Simon of Cyrene, who was on his way in from the country and put the cross on him, that's Jesus' cross, and made him carry it behind Jesus. Next. A large number of people followed him, including the women who mourned and wailed for him. By the way, God, through Christ, elevated women. You need to understand that. Because the women were so faithful to Jesus, they were the ones not abandoning him like the disciples did, right? Jesus turned to them and said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me. Weep for yourselves and for your children. Next, for the, the time will come when they will say, blessed are those, uh, I'm sorry, blessed are the childless woman and the wombs that never uh, bore and the breasts that never f- nursed." Then they will say to the mountains, fall on us and, and to the hills, cover us. This is obviously talking about the second coming, right? If people do these things when the tree is green, what will happen when it's dry? Next. Excuse me. Two other men, both criminals, who were led out with him to be executed. When they came to the uh, place called the skull, they were crucified. There they crucified him, Jesus, along with the criminals, one on his right, one on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do, are doing, meaning those who crucified Christ. And, and they divided up his clothes by casting lots. They made the death of Jesus a game. You realize that? And the people stood watching. And the rulers sneered at them. And they said, he saved others. Come and let him save himself if he is God's Messiah, the chosen one. The soldiers came up and mocked him. They offered him wine, vinegar, and said, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice above him which read, this is the king of the Jews. You know, Pilate did that, didn't realize he was being prophetic at the time, right? One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself, save us. Go ahead. But the other criminal rebuked him. Do not fear God, since you are under the same sentence. We are punished justly for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man, meaning Jesus, has done nothing wrong. Then Jesus said, "Oh, then he said to Jesus, I'm sorry, Jesus remember me when you come into your kingdom. And I love this. Jesus answered him, truly I tell you today, You will be with me in paradise. I'm going to end that passage there. You see, that criminal didn't have a chance to do good works because good works can't save you. That criminal didn't have a chance to go to church, obviously, because he was being crucified for a crime he committed and for which he was guilty. Jesus was being crucified for a crime he never committed and he had no guilt because he had no sin. And one of the criminals knew that. And he said, Jesus, remember me, a sinner. And Jesus says, today, you will be with me in paradise. Salvation by faith alone in Christ. Let's recall the crucifixion. What it means to us, what it ought to mean to us And realizing that without the cross and the resurrection, we have no hope. Jesus Christ is our Messiah. I'm going to ask the praise people to do these two songs, one right after the other.
2: there one final breath he gave as heaven looked away the Son of God was laid in darkness a battle in the grave the war on death was waged the power of hell forever broken the ground began to shake the stone was rolled away could not be overcome. Now, death, where is your sting?
0: we're going to truncate a a couple of songs here, I think. Um, Are you willing to sing a couple of more songs? All right, so we'll keep going? (laughs) Well, yeah, but we'll get through them quickly. John, at 90 years old, the Apostle John, um, God gave this gracious vision of the second coming of Christ. We call it the book of Revelation, and revelation simply means the peeling back. Apocalypsis is the word in the Greek, and it means to peel back. It doesn't mean the war to end all wars. We kind of perverted the meaning of it, right? But this is what John saw. He says, then I saw a lamb looking as if it had been slain, standing at the center of the throne, circled by four living creatures and elders, The lamb had seven horns, seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. He went and he took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And when he had taken it, the four living elders and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Each one had a harp. Music, isn't that strange, right? music and they were holding golden bowls full of incense which are the prayers of the pe- of God's people and they sang a new song go ahead you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain and with your blood you purchased for God persons from every tribe and language and people and nation You have made them to be a kingdom of priests to serve our God, and they will reign on the earth. Then I looked, and I heard a large number, uh, a large, um, I'm sorry, the voices of many angels numbering thousands upon thousands, ten thousands upon ten thousands. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. In a loud voice, they were saying, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. Can we say that? He is worthy. We're talking about the risen Christ here. Bear in mind that uh, starting in three, uh, four weeks, I'll be starting a series uh, on the... uh, Olivet Discourse, and then going into Daniel, which has uh, a lot to do with the second coming of Christ. And then after that, I'll be teaching through Revelation. Jesus is coming back again. Personally, I, I would love it for it to be today. But I know this, every day that passes, we're one day closer. He's coming back again. Just as sure as he came the first time, he'll be back when the time is right for the second time. And then he'll make all things right. We got a series of four songs. We're just going to do them um, without further commentary until the end. And um, I think you'll, you'll enjoy them. Famous one. The Lord's jealous of his name. So is Jesus. But his name is famous. and. When he comes back again, it says every knee will bow and every tongue will confess, Jesus Christ is Lord. And then imagine what that's going to be like. And the hope of all of this is that we will rise with him again. That's a sure hope, by the way, for believers. And then we can do just as the elders did and the angels and all the nations in that throne room in Revelation, we stand in awe of him. Would you sing, please?
2: To my knees will I fall, will I sing hallelujah? Will I be able to speak at all? I can only imagine. I can only imagine.
1: to Rhythm my knees, will I, fall, will I fall, will I sing, hallelujah, will I be able to sing it all? I can only imagine, imagine. Yeah.
2: I can, I can only imagine, imagine. only imagine. You can only, only imagine, imagine. Jesus has overcome, and the grave is overwhelmed, the victory is won. The God, to whom all, all praises is due, I stand in awe, awe of you. Beautiful, beautiful beyond description. description, yet God crushed you for my, my sin. sin. That I might enter in Who can grasp such tender compassion? Who can't fathom this mercy so free? You are beautiful beyond description
0: Are you blessed by the musicians? Would you put the benediction up, uh, James, from Numbers? The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. What a great benediction, huh? Thank you for coming. Thank you for staying and putting up with uh, a longer than usual service. Uh, we're going to do something real quick now um, as we go into a meeting. Um, we have election of officers for those who are members. Okay. And uh, we have ballots uh, to pass out. Don't you pass out. Ballots will be passing out. How you hanging in there, Tommy? Good?